in a galaxy far, far away. You may have heard that once or twice before. There was a group of people, bounty hunters, named the Mandalorian. Anybody recognize the name? Okay, few, few, okay, good. Uh, at least you've recognized Star Wars um, or you know of Star Wars. The Mandalorian is the newest addition to the Star Wars saga. It's a TV show-ish type series online. But the Mandalorian, they're these bounty hunters. And they live by this very strict code, this standard of living. These uh, men and women, they wear helmets. And they're, one of their standards of living is that they won't remove this helmet in front of other people, other beings uh, in the Star Wars universe. And so that is just like their standard of living. When they would come in contact with others like themselves, other Mandalorians, they have conversation, and when they realize that they're both following this Mandalore way, they say the phrase, this is the way. This is the way. It's kind of the new, the force be with you, uh, if, you're, if you've ever heard of that. Uh, so this is the way. And so they, they say this as their standard of living, um, and the main character throughout most of it, he thinks that this is the only way, but then later finds out, you know, there's actually some other ways that these Mandalorians live by, these other standards that they live by. Leading up to today's passage, Jesus is with the disciples, um, and they just had the Last Supper. Really good, you know, probably, you know, some Chick-fil-A, um, and so they're having some good eats, and Jesus is preparing them for when he's, what he's about to do, where he's about to go. He's going to leave them. They've been following him for a couple years now, and so Jesus is preparing them. He tells them that one of them is going to betray him, all right? Spoiler, it's Judas, all right? But he's preparing them for the time to come. So Jesus knows his time's coming to an end on earth. And so Thomas is like, all right, you're saying you're going somewhere. Where are you going? How do we get there? How do we follow you? We want to continue following you. And so Jesus responds by saying, I am the way. I am the way. Now, most people would understand this as Jesus is the only way to heaven, which is true. He is the only way to heaven. We see this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18. It says, for through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. And, to John, and in John 10, verse 9, it says, I am the gate. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved. A Wesleyan pastor in the early to mid-1800s, uh, his name was Robert Newton. And he said this, this word way may mean either one of two things, the road along which you must go to reach a, a certain place, or the thing that must be done in order to secure any particular end. When we think of heaven, Jesus is the way in both of these senses. He is the road along which we must walk. He has done all that is necessary in order that we may get there. For the, the early church, Christians were actually referred to as children of the way. They were the way. Like it was kind of just like their name. They weren't necessarily 
considered Christians, at a, at, like that wasn't their name. They were the way. In Jewish wisdom literature, the way actually meant to live life by God's standards. So for the disciples, they were seeing this day in and day out. They were living it. They were breathing it. They were literally walking with it. They were walking with Jesus, the perfect example of the way to live life according to God's standards. They were following a real life example of the way. Jesus showed them and he shows us how to live a God-honoring life. Yes, Jesus is the way to heaven. We know that to be true. Jesus is the way to heaven, but he's also the way to living. Living both now on earth, but also living in heaven with our heavenly father. It's not one of many paths to heaven. It's not just one of the many. He is the only path. The only path. Unlike the Mandalorian, where there's a couple different standards and a couple different ways that these, this group of bounty hunters lives, there's only one. And Jesus says, I am the way. But the only way in which we are to live our lives on earth so we may enjoy the way that Jesus has given us through his living so that we can have a relationship with our Father in heaven. Thank you, Pastor Peter. So you're going to find out a little bit about me this morning, hopefully a little bit more about Jesus, but a little bit about me this morning. When Pastor Peter was talking about the Mandalorian, I had no idea what he was talking about, never even heard of the Mandalorian, but I had heard of Star Wars. As a matter of fact, I remember distinctly when Star Wars came out, I was just a kid. And my parents thought it would be this great idea to take my brother and I to go see it. I don't remember the movie, but I remember we were standing outside of the Allentown prison waiting for the movie theater across the street to open. I don't know what they were thinking, but Star Wars it is. How many of you have heard of the, word, the show Survivor? Now we got some, okay, 25 to 50% of you. Survivor came out the year that my husband and I got married. So 20 years ago, woohoo, yes, all right. Doing well, honey. 20 years ago, Survivor came out. If you don't know what Survivor is, it's a reality show where 16 contestants get dropped off in the middle of nowhere. Sometimes it's an African desert. Other times it might be the middle of a jungle. And sometimes they get dropped off on a deserted beach or an island somewhere. Sounds like it would be a really great vacation, except they get dropped off in the middle of nowhere with absolutely nothing. Limited supplies, no housing, and they have to figure out how to live. The contestants get split into two different teams called tribes where they compete against each other in different challenges. If you win a challenge, you get a reward, like a fire starter, or maybe some extra rice for dinner. Maybe, if you're really lucky, you'll get a blanket to lay underneath. If you lose the challenge, you have to vote somebody from your tribe out. 
Physical and mental strength is very important in this game, but the key to making it to the end lies in your alliances, the people who you trust, the one you choose to invite into your inner circle with the hope that they will get you to the end of the game and the million dollar prize. The problem is, this is a hard game because you need to be able to figure out who is telling the truth and who is lying. Now, I don't use the word hate flippantly, but I hate when people lie to me. I don't think I know anyone who appreciates or likes being lied to. From the beginning of time, humanity has been searching for the truth. Whole religions and philosophers, philosophies, have been created in man's attempt to find the truth. This search for truth continued through Jesus' life, and it continues today. Jesus, this man from Nazareth, this man from nowhere significant during his time, comes along after all of the religious leaders, after all of the philosophers, and he stands there and he says, I am the truth. That's a pretty big statement, especially when so many people believe that truth is relative. I have my truth, you have your truth, there's eyewitness truth, there's their truth. But here is Jesus speaking to his disciples then and to you and I now, and he says, I am the truth. Not one truth among many, not the way to know the truth, but Jesus says, I am the truth itself. One author said, many men have told us the truth, but no man ever embodied it. No one, that is, until Jesus. Many of us get together with our close circle of friends, our alliances, so to speak. I even know of mom groups that call themselves tribes, like that's my tribe of people. When we are with them, we might ask them for help to solve a problem we have or answer a question that we can't answer on our own. We want to know that what they're telling us isn't just what we want to hear. We want to know that they're telling us the truth. Anything from, do I have food stuck in between my teeth? To how do I love the person who hurts me over and over again? How do I live in a world that's broken with hate? Is God real? And if he is, what is he like? Those really tough ones, they can be answered by looking at the man who is truth itself. The best way we can do this is by reading his word. We can read through all of the Bible from the first page to the last and discover who this man is, the man who is truth. We can bring all our ideas, all of our questions directly to him, and we can find the truth. Before Jesus was crucified, he was taken to a man named Pilate. Pilate had the power to release him or send him to his death. In the course of their conversation, they talked about truth, and Pilate asked, what is the truth? I kind of feel bad for Pilate, because he didn't realize it at the time, but he was literally speaking to truth itself. He was standing in front of him, and Pilate couldn't see that. Now, it can be easy for us to judge and condemn Pilate. How could he have been so blind? But I'm sure you've heard that phrase, don't judge a man unless you've walked a mile in his shoes. The reality is that truth is standing before each of us. Truth is standing before us in the Bible. Do you see him? 
What will you do with truth? Will you accept him or will you send him away, much like Pilate did? Now, I already told you I don't like lying and that I don't use that word hate lightly. So here comes number two. I hate playing board games. My family can completely agree and testify to that. I always have, probably always will. Multiple step directions, all of the rules. It is way too much brain power when all I want to do is be able to sit back and relax a little bit. One of my kids said, Mom, you already told them you don't like going to Disney. You cannot tell them that you don't like board games. Another one chimed in without skipping a beat. Yeah, then they're really going to know you aren't any fun. True. The rest of my family, you see, they all love playing board games. Short games, strategy games, long games like Monopoly and Life. Not only does the game Life take way too long to play, but I figure real life is confusing enough. Why in the world would I want to sit down and play a game that just showcases all of the challenges that lay ahead of me? Yet isn't that how a lot of us look at the life we're living? Like it's confusing and difficult, wrought with challenges. Our passage today comes on the tail end of some challenging news for Jesus' disciples. You see, life as they knew it just became more confusing and difficult. They had left everything they knew, everything they owned, to follow him. And after a short three and a half years, he says, and I'm leaving. Not only does he say he's leaving, but he says one of them will be betraying him. I imagine they must have had a ton of questions. Where is he going? Can we go with him? How can we get to where he's going? Life as they knew it changed forever. Their hearts were troubled and their minds were racing. Man, can I relate to that. Sometimes my mind just takes off and it won't stop. Thomas couldn't make sense of what he had heard. So Thomas being Thomas, completely honest and uninhibited, yet a little bit pessimistic, said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus calmed their troubled hearts and quieted their racing minds with one sentence. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Life, it's one of the great concepts of this gospel. In the book of John, the term is mentioned 36 times. In no other book of the New Testament is it mentioned more than 17. Jesus is life. He's the solution to the disciples' confusion. It's not a list of rules and directions. There's no strategy or game involved. Jesus' reply is personal. He speaks with authority. Jesus is the life. He is the solution to our confusion and difficulties. Billy Graham said millions of people today are searching for a reliable voice of authority. The word of God is the only real authority we have. His word sheds light on human nature, world problems, and human suffering. But beyond that, it clearly reveals the way to God. The message of the Bible is the message of Jesus Christ who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It is the story of salvation. 
Jesus is the life and Jesus gives life. In Ephesians 2, we read, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Further on in John, he says, Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and by believing, you may have life in his name. Not only are we given the gift of eternal life through Jesus, but he says in John 10.10, I have come that you may have life and you may have it to the full. Are you living the life that Jesus is intending for you to live right now? Life to the full? I get it. Sometimes our life here on earth seems difficult and confusing. We try to play by some set of rules, some directions, and when it doesn't work out the way we expect, we get frustrated. The challenges make us want to sit back and just give up. But be encouraged. Those challenges are just a small part of your journey here on earth. For we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Dr. James Gray put it beautifully in a song he wrote when he penned, Who could mind the journey when the road leads home? Jesus is not a way. He is the way. He is not a truth. He is the truth. And he is not a life. He is the life. In a book, The Imitation of Christ, it's written, without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. And without the life, there is no living. Are you ready to live today? Maybe your life here on earth has appeared difficult and confusing and you feel like you're being hit with challenges left and right. My prayer is that you've been reminded today Jesus is the life. He is the solution to your confusion and difficulties. Know Jesus. Really know him. Spend time with him. Then you can have life and have it to the full. Or maybe today you realize for the first time that you have been living dead in your sins. And for the first time or with fresh eyes, you recognize that you want eternal life through Jesus. I ask you today, are you ready for life, eternal life and life full through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Savior? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I'm just so thankful, Lord, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the solution to our confusion. You are the authority who speaks truth into our hearts. You are the peace that calms our minds. And God, through you, we can have life and have life to the full. So Lord, I ask that if there's anybody here this morning, whether in our campus or watching online, who recognizes I've been wandering around, searching for the way, looking for the truth, needing to know what my life was meant to be. Lord, I ask that this moment, right now, the Holy Spirit would speak into their hearts. And today would be the day that they said, I am dead in my sins. And Jesus, through your death and resurrection, I want life. God, may we continue to look to you, 
to know you, to spend time with you, so that we can glorify you in all it is that we say and do. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.